0: for Palm Sunday comes from Matthew chapter 21 verses 1 through 11. When Jesus and his followers had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go into the village ahead of you and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her, untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, the Lord needs them and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, put their cloaks upon them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that were following were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the entire city was in turmoil, asking, who is this? And the crowds were saying, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. The gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. People of God, may the grace and peace of our triune God be yours today and forever. Amen. This past Tuesday, the upperclassmen from Underwood got back from their trip out to Washington, DC. They got back um, early evening, Tuesday night. So my wife and I had gone over to the airport. We picked up our daughter. And it was supper time, so we went out to eat. Now, Tuesday nights at restaurants, not always the best. Maybe you've noticed this. I kind of I think sometimes maybe the JV team is is working those shifts. And so the place we went to, which shall rename nameless, was it was okay. It was okay. But I looked at my daughter at one point and I said, Well, what do you think? And she looked at me, she didn't skip a beat, she says, This isn't bus. What? It's not bus. Girl, what are you talking about? She says, slang, Dad. I'm like, well, I picked up on that. What are you talking about? Well, it's not bussing. I'm like, you're not helping me out here. Apparently, the kids are, are, are saying something is bussing if it's like really good, OK? Kids, am I right? I, OK, I see a few nods. OK, yep, OK, it's bussing, slang. Slang comes and goes. And, you know, I'm as guilty of it as the next person. I think about some of the slang that I've used. Some of it is very common in our language. Some of it kind of comes and goes. Some of it is on point. Some of it's really dumb. I'm going to give you some examples of some slang that I've used over the years. One, cool. Nothing wrong with cool, right? We all still say cool. Apparently, cool is bussin'. I just made everybody in here uncomfortable. There was another one that I used. It's very seventies of me, groovy, groovy. Yeah, I see. Not. I still use it sometimes. I really shouldn't. Really shouldn't. Now, there's another one. This one. This was just dumb. It's just dumb. I don't know whatever prompted me to use this, but I did. An example of some slang that I used when I was young. Groovy. It's stupid, but I did it. I don't know why, and I'm glad I don't anymore, because it's dumb. I'll stick with cool, yeah? We'll stick with cool. All right, all right. So this idea of slang, the reason I'm bringing this up is because slang means something. You know, we we identify some meaning with it. Uh, uh, we might even use the idea of, like, identity, so or names, or language, things of that nature. That's really what I want you to to take from this whole little exercise that we've just gone on as we get into our story of the triumphal entry of Jesus. Now, great, great story. We are kicking off Holy Week. We are kicking off the events that will happen in Jerusalem as as Jesus and his, his disciples and all of his followers and countless people have come to the city of Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover festival. Now, we know this as, as Holy Week, as I said a moment ago, and, and the events that will culminate with Jesus' eventual betrayal, and his arrest, and his torture, and his his death, and then ultimately his resurrection next Sunday, a week from today on, on Easter Sunday. But... We gotta kind of zone out and think about what's happening here with with the Passover and why so many people are in Jerusalem. Now, the Passover festival it's one of three Jewish festivals that were celebrated every year. And by my understanding, Passover is really the big one. Uh, we we would probably line it up with with Easter or maybe Christmas. You know, one of the really really big important days in our year. Passover was a festival that was incredibly important to the Jewish culture, and so people would come from all over the place to celebrate. This festival. And that's what Jesus and his followers are up to. They're coming to the city for Passover. Now, I think Jesus also knows everything else that's going to go on, but pretty much everyone else has blanked on what Jesus has told them, and they're just coming in. For for the festival. Now, it would not have just been Jewish people that were in in and around the city either. There would have been other people from different cultures, since this was such a big important uh, time in this region. The important Romans would be around. They were kind of the controlling force in the area, and this is why later on in the week we'll hear about Pontius Pilate. He was the Roman governor. He was in town. Other a lot of important people who normally wouldn't be there would have been there. But so this is a mixture of all kinds of people, many of them Jewish, but not everybody. Now, another important thing to remember is just like we have multiple, so many different Christian denominations now today, and we have a wide variety of different traditions and different understandings, the Jewish faith is is very similar. And in Jesus' day, was also there was a wide variety of people with different backgrounds and different traditions and different understandings that would all have have been Jewish. So everyone's expectation, everyone's understanding, everyone's traditions, even though there are similarities, including the celebration of the Passover, there were a lot of different things, a lot of different responses. And I think we begin to see this if we really start to unpack and pay attention to the way that Jesus is received as he's coming into the city. But this is an interesting situation. So Jesus and his followers could have been anywhere from the 12 disciples up to maybe like 100 or 120 people that were traveling with him. They come into the city of Bethpage or the village really of Bethpage. Now, Bethpage and Bethany, they're these two little villages. They're on top of the Mount of Olives, which is opposite of a valley from the city of Jerusalem and the Temple Mount. Now, they're actually not that far apart. It's maybe like a mile as the crow flies. I mean, you can stand on top of the Mount of Olives and basically look that way, and there's the Temple Mount right there. But in order to get from one spot to the other, you have to go down this extraordinarily steep, extraordinarily deep, dark valley, You go way down one side and up the other side. Now, for whatever reason, Jesus doesn't seem content to walk on this particular day. And so he tells two of his disciples, hey, go over into that village over there. You're going to find a donkey and a colt. They're both going to be tied up. I want you to untie them and bring them here. And if anybody gives you any flack, just tell them the Lord needs it, and it'll be fine. Well, they do exactly that. Can't help but think Jesus kind of sends these two guys to commit grand theft donkey. Like, we never hear that he sends them back, but that's just a side note. So they go, and they get the donkey, and they get the colt. And they bring him to Jesus, and they put their cloaks on him. Now, this one's weird. This is an odd little translation thing about Matthew. It's not in the other Gospels. He sits on both of them. Like, is he a trick rodeo rider? He's, he's like, all right, we're going to put one on the donkey, we're going to put one on the colt, and we're going to go like this. I don't know. It's weird. But he's sitting on one of them, probably the probably the donkey. And then they start down the road. And we hear that that other people, other people in the crowd, they're they're putting their cloaks out along the road. They're they're taking branches like the palm branches that, that we all have today, and they're spreading those in the road in front of them. And it's this amazing, joyful, triumphant type of greeting. Hosanna to the the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the son of David. All these things. And this entry, this 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 triumphal entry that Jesus seems to be embarking on, even though he's doing so humbly, it's both a really big deal and also kind of an oxymoron all at the same time. Now, in that day, in those days, this type of greeting would happen for like a visiting king or a visiting dignitary or even like a triumphal military leader who's, who's just won some big battle and they're all coming back in. But if that was the case, they would be riding on some big majestic warhorse, or maybe sitting in a chariot. Or, and they'd have all the flash and all the pomp and circumstance. How many people remember the original Aladdin? Okay, I see some hands. You remember the scene when Aladdin is now Prince Ali and they got the big parade? Prince Ali, yes, it is he, Ali, above Well, I just, I, I'm sorry, nobody wanted to see that. normal but Jesus is riding on a donkey, a humble animal and we hear that he is humble. So he's being greeted as as a king as, as as Lord as this big amazing thing but he's humble about it. Now we hear that the city is in turmoil, that the city is 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 there's some rumblings it's I, I talked about this Wednesday night if you happen to be here but when we hear the city is in turmoil, the, the original word for that is is where we get the word seismic, like earthquakes. Uh, so the city is is quaking. This is kind of a big deal. That, that word only shows up five times ever in the New Testament, and three of them are here in Matthew. This time, and then there's an earthquake when Jesus dies, and then there's an earthquake when the tomb opens again. So clearly, the city's like, whoa. Maybe they are greeting Prince Ali. Yes, it is. I don't know. But so the city is shaking. The city is in turmoil. And they're all asking the question, who is this? I think that is a great question for us to consider. A great question for us to think about. Now, Jesus is given, actually, four different titles or four different identities. And, and I, I had to write them down. That's why I'm grabbing my stuff. I don't want to mess this up. So we hear in our story today, Jesus is called the Lord. Kind of a big deal, Right. Lord, God, yeah. We hear your king is coming to you. So we get that king language. He's called the son of David. Now this is a big deal because the son of David is a link back to King David like a thousand years before, the greatest military king Israel ever had. Uh, so this is a, definitely a political statement that's being made. And then we hear the prophet, the prophet Jesus. So he's given a lot of these different uh, these different identities and every one of them is important but as all the various countless different people were there they all would have had different reactions to this now some people loved jesus they were probably the ones who were lining the road and shouting hosanna 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 some people on the opposite end of the spectrum could not stand jesus they wanted the guy dead they probably weren't overly happy that he was coming into the city there were some people probably did not have the first clue who jesus was and they're like what is going on over there i don't know let's just keep eating whatever we're eating. I don't know. Maybe there was some ambivalence, and there was probably every single notch along the way in terms of responses. People didn't know what to think of him, or they had different ideas or different understandings. There's all kinds of stuff. All of these ideas of of names, identities, there were probably countless more things that Jesus was called. But there's a slightly different angle I want to kind of explore for just a moment when we talk about identity and language, and all of that. Now, the word, we've all said it multiple times, Hosanna. How do we say Hosanna? Hosanna? Okay, Hosanna. Yeah, I heard it. We hear it, and we think joyful proclamation. Like, this is a praise God type word, right? Yes, and it also means something else. Hosanna is a Hebrew word. And the actual pronunciation, as I understand it, is Hosanna, which means Lord save us. Lord, save Hoshana. That sounds a lot like another old word. Yeshua. Anybody know what I'm saying there? Yeshua. Say it loud if you know it. Joshua. Actually, yes. I was going to say Jesus. Yeshua is what we call Jesus, but it's also Hebrew for Joshua. The name Joshua. You've heard this name before? Joshua means the Lord saves. So when we've got a guy named Jesus or Yeshua or Joshua, which is the Lord saves, and then we're singing Hosanna, Lord save us, this whole thing is very, very loaded. But save us from what? God save us from what? That's what we're kicking off this week. Joyful proclamation today. I love Palm Sunday. It is so much fun. And we know a week from now, Easter Sunday, that's the Super Bowl, baby. We win. Or let's see, final four, go Iowa. (laughs) Did I just bring sports in? I'm sorry. But we've got some junk to go through in the next five days before we get to the glorious resurrection on Easter. Jesus will be betrayed on Monday Thursday the night the night when he institutes holy communion and he goes through literal hell on Friday and then he literally goes through hell on Saturday but God wins and God somehow overcomes the power of sin death destruction pain suffering all of that God is overcoming that and that is what God is saving every single one of us from hosanna to the highest heaven Lord, save us. And we will shout that joyfully because we have been given the promise that it has already happened for every one of us and we believe it to be true. Hosanna, 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 Hosanna. Man, that's bussin'.